Welcome to Tailgating from the Couch. I'm your host, Garrett Wilson, and what a championship weekend it has been. Some incredible games, some exciting games, some pretty big blowouts, and a few games as well. And of course, leading up to the final college football playoff rankings that will be announced Sunday at 11. We're going to dive into the games, the conference championship games, and at the end I'll give you who I think the top four will be, but also who I believe you know, if I had a vote, who my top four would be. So we'll dive right into it right now, starting with Northwestern and Ohio State. Ohio State came in as a heavy favorite, and Northwestern gave them all they could handle. But then the Buckeyes pull away with a 22-10 victory, go 6-0 and claim the Big Ten Championship. Justin Fields, not his best game, 12-27, of 27, 114 yards and two picks. This was all about Trey Sermon, the Oklahoma transfer. How about this stat line? 29 carries. A Ohio State record 331 yards on the ground and two touchdowns as they score the final 16 points of the game to pull away from Northwestern and win the Big Ten Championship in the Big 12, Oklahoma and Iowa State. OU came in as about a six-point favorite, and they get their 27-21 win for the Sooners, their sixth straight Big 12 title. Spencer Rattler, 272 yards, passing with one touchdown. But this game was really about the Oklahoma defense. They jumped out to an early 17-point lead at halftime and then just kind of played keep-away from Iowa State the rest of the game. Their defense stepped up, picked off Brock Purdy three times. Brees Hall finishes with 23 carries for only 79 yards, his first game below 100 yards rushing this season, so a big win for the Sooners. Like I said, their sixth straight Big 12 title and a much improved defense. They finish at eight. And two in the ACC, the big matchup everyone was talking about, number two Notre Dame and number three Clemson. This is a game where we saw the improvement and what it meant getting four starters back for that Clemson defense as they run away from the Irish 34 to 10. Trevor Lawrence finishes with 20 finishes 25 or 36 for 322 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Etienne 124 yards rushing and one touchdown, but like I said, this was all about the Clemson defense. They held Ian Book to 219 yards passing. Kyron Williams only 50 yards rushing. They just shut the Irish offense down. And it started out looked like Notre Dame was pretty much going to have their way. They went right down the field and kicked a field goal. They picked off Trevor Lawrence. We're going right back down the field. Then a missed field goal. You know, they, they started to struggle from that point on. And I think it just showed that getting a couple guys back for this Clemson defense was huge in that first game as they win their sixth straight ACC championship game, ACC championship. So that puts them at 10-1 and on the year. They're into the playoff. We'll see what Notre Dame does, where the committee puts them. But a big win for Clemson as they look like the number two team in the country for sure. Looking here at the group power five, group of five teams, excuse me, Tulsa and Cincinnati, the Bearcats pull it out 27-24. They finish 9-0 and will more than likely be the group of five representative in the bowl games. But Tulsa battle, they blocked a field goal late, a couple of fourth down conversions. They stopped Cincinnati on a fourth down, but in the end, Cincinnati goes down the field, kicks a game-winning field goal as they finish 9-0, a 27-24 win for the Bearcats. Desmond Ritter 269 yards passing and a touchdown. He also adds 83 yards on the ground and another score. Pierce for the Bearcats, five catches, 146 yards and a touchdown. So a 
big win for Cincinnati as they stay undefeated. And then another amazing game that just wrapped up. Alabama and Florida, the Crimson Tide, win it 52-46. to They finish 11-0 on the season. Mac Jones, 418 yards passing and five touchdowns. Najee Harris, 178 yards rushing and five total touchdowns. And Devonta Smith, 15 catches, 184 yards receiving and two scores. Kyle Trask, pretty good game for him as well on the Florida side. 408 yards passing and three touchdowns. But Alabama, just too much firepower on the offensive side of the ball as they get the win, 52-46. to And they undoubtedly look like the best team in the country. Going back to Friday, Oregon knocks off USC 31-24. USC falls from the ranks of the unbeatens, and Oregon takes advantage of that Washington COVID outbreak and puts themselves for another Pac-12 championship. So that's what happened in the game. Some, a lot of the favorites won a couple of upsets, but you know the biggest thing being Alabama took care of business, Clemson took care of business, Ohio State struggled but got a win. Texas A&M also beat Tennessee, so they stay in the hunt. But looking at a couple things, one, the Heisman race, I think that's going to come down to one of three guys. I think it'll be Mac Jones or Devontae Smith for for Alabama or Trevor Lawrence for Clemson. Trevor Lawrence looked really good and kind of re-announced himself into the race, but Devontae Smith is having one of those once-in-a-lifetime kind of seasons as a wide receiver. Mac Jones, of course, has been the one throwing him the ball, so I really think it'll come down to one of those three guys. Um, honestly, it'll probably be either Lawrence or Smith. It's going to depend what voters think, and there's the idea of, you know, do Alabama voters, you know, split votes between Jones and Smith, but incredible seasons by all three, and then of course, the college football playoff rankings, those will come out Sunday at 11 Central Time. I think what you're going to see is undoubtedly Alabama and Clemson will be 1-2. and two. There's no doubt about that. And then essentially you have two spots and three teams. Ohio State, Texas A&M, and Notre Dame. I think Ohio State will get in because they still won the Big Ten title. So you come down to a one-loss Notre Dame and a one-loss A&M, neither of which is a conference champion. And at the end of the day, I think Notre Dame gets the nod because of that win against Clemson earlier this season. So that will be Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Ohio State 3, and Notre Dame 4. Now, if it was me, my top four would look much different. It would be Alabama 1, Clemson at number 2, Cincinnati at number three, and Ohio State at number four. And the reason I have the Bearcats up at number three, I understand they're a group of five team and the level of competition may not you know, be to the standards of an Alabama or Clemson, but Ohio State's level of competition hasn't been that great either. And I think if you want to look at it, they really have similar resumes. You know, Cincinnati's got a good win against um, Army, SMU, they beat UCF, they beat Tulsa, you know, but then Ohio State has that really only that win against Indiana and this win against Northwestern because I think the Big Ten's been so down this year. You know, you look at their record, a lot of wins against teams with sub-500 records. So that would be my top four. And again, I put so much of a premium on winning a conference championship. And that's something that I think is definitely going to 
be apparent tomorrow, um, talking Sunday, in that we've gotten to the point where conference championship games really don't seem to matter anymore. And that kind of bothers me. It's like, that's a big thing, you know? Winning a conference should mean something. And I'm still a huge proponent of, I think they should put a rule in that if you don't win your conference, you're not eligible to play in the college football playoff. And it's one of those things that if, if you're a team like BYU or Notre Dame who's not in a conference, there's that incentive to then join a conference. But also, you know, you can have at-large teams who aren't in a conference, but I think you probably have to go undefeated or undoubtedly be looked at as one of the best teams in the country. Because those teams who play in a conference, not a Power 5 conference, like I said, Cincinnati, undefeated American Conference champions, I think they should be in the playoff. I think they've earned their way in. So that's kind of what we are looking at. And I I don't think it's going to happen. I think Cincinnati's fallen back too far. I think the committee doesn't really have a set of guidelines they look at. It changes year to year. Um, And that's something I'm going to get into after this short break. We will have an addition to Garrett's gripes. And I'm going to be talking about why we should put more emphasis on winning a conference championship right after this. Back now with Garrett's gripes, and this gripe is all about college football and all about the devaluing of winning a conference championship. When the college football playoff was introduced in 2014, you had TCU and Baylor, who are both ranked in that top six area. TCU, in fact, I believe was number four, blew out Iowa State and actually fell back two spots or fell back a spot. And the committee said, well, the Big 12, you have two co-champions, therefore you have no champion at all. In that scenario, Baylor beat TCU, so they should have been the representative. I'm not saying that TCU should have gone to the playoff. It should have been Baylor who went to the playoff. TCU was arguably one of the best teams in the country that year. If you remember, they blew out Ole Miss in their bowl game. So it's that type of thing that right off the bat, the committee sets a precedent that you need to have a conference champion if you want to be considered for the playoff. It's like, okay, well, so the Big 12 takes that in consideration and redoes their schedule to where the two top teams in the league will play each other at the end of the season to establish a real conference champion. Without that rule, Iowa State is your 2020 Big 12 champions. So now we've seen multiple instances. Alabama, the year they won the national championship in 2017, They didn't win their conference. They didn't even play for their conference championship. Georgia beat Auburn in the SEC championship game. Alabama, who lost to Auburn, then got to that fourth spot in the playoff and ended up beating Georgia for a national title. Love Nick Saban. Nick Saban's the only coach in the history of college football to win multiple national titles in years that he didn't win the conference. 2011-2017, national champion Alabama didn't win the SEC didn't even win the SEC West. Lost to LSU 2011 and um, Auburn in 2017. So we saw that instance. We've also seen an instance where Ohio State, not only did they not win the Big Ten, Penn State won the Big Ten and beat Ohio State, yet somehow Ohio State was put into the playoff over Penn State. So since that inaugural 2014 season, when the committee said you got to have a conference champion, we've seen multiple instances of them saying, well, you don't really need to be a conference champion. You don't really need a conference champion. Just kind of whatever we feel like. 
And I think there are definitely some committee members who don't watch all the all the games they should. If you're, you know, I think if you're going to be entrusted to vote on who will be playing for a national championship, you should watch the majority of the games. Like that should be what your Saturdays are about, because it's unfair to other teams. You know, when we talk about the idea of the eye test. Well, you can't give someone the eye test if you're not watching their games. And I think that's something you see a lot with, you know, a team like Florida. You know, they lost, so it's really a moot point at this point. But, you know, had they won tonight, I think a two-loss Florida who got beat by LSU last weekend would have gotten in the playoff because they only fell back one spot after a loss. Where you have Cincinnati, who hasn't played because of COVID, you know, outbreaks, and, you know, not all with them. They fell three spots and never played a game. Florida loses a game, and they only fall back one. So I think we're just getting to the point where we are devaluing conference championships so much that what's even the point? Why don't we just all play a free-for-all schedule and go from there? Because winning a Big 12, a Big 10, you know, a Pac-12 title does not mean what it used to mean. Because in the grand scheme of things, the committee doesn't care about who is what conference champion. There's a very real scenario today that almost played out. Ohio State loses to Northwestern. Notre Dame, if they would have beat Clemson, and Florida beats Alabama, I think you have a scenario where you have Notre Dame and three SEC teams in the playoff. I know the SEC is typically one of the better conferences in the country. I understand that. A&M, you know, they've improved, but their idea that they're definitely one of the top four teams in the country because they play in the SEC, it's, it's ludicrous. They lost to Alabama big. They beat Florida, good win. But outside of that, they have like two wins over teams that are above 500. You know, and that's what it comes down to. Whereas I look at a team like, you know, Oklahoma. Ooh, Oklahoma look dang good. You know, I think they have a great offense. And their defense is really making plays. So I, I think um, Ohio State, who will be in the playoff tomorrow, I think they'd get beat by Oklahoma. I said that on Friday. I think they would. I think Oklahoma would beat the Ohio State Buckeyes. But that's my biggest gripe. It's not one I'm super animated about because I've talked about it to people ad nauseum that we're just devaluing the conference championships with this four-team playoff and the way they go about the criteria because they don't have a criteria. I would like to see an eight-team playoff where you have six automatic bids, five for the Power Five conferences, one for each conference champion. The group of five representatives, so like Cincinnati this year, is automatically in. And then two at-large teams that leaves you know, to independent teams or a team like A&M this year or you know Alabama. It gives you some leeway, but it makes winning a conference mean so much more. So that's all I got for today. I'm going to be back again Tomorrow morning, um, around probably, you know, maybe tomorrow afternoon, actually, by the time they release the rankings, and we'll dive into those, kind of what I, you know, what I think about that. Uh, moving forward, the schedule, still going to have a midweek episode, and I'll probably dive more into bowl games and things like that at that time. So we'll go through a little bit different schedule because obviously the season coming to an end, but um, a bunch of exciting games today. It was a great day to watch football. Um, and again, the gripe is just, you know, let's let's have some let's let's make playing in a conference championship game and winning a conference championship game mean something. So that's all I got for right now. I'll be back tomorrow. We're gonna go over the rankings. We're gonna see where everyone falls. Again, if I had to put money on it, I would think your top four teams are gonna be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. I could see A and M sneaking in there. 
So it'll be interesting. But um, as always, stay off the field and don't be a meme. And of course, part of the reason Notre Dame might have lost today is because they made themselves a meme, you know, weeks or even months ago. We all remember that. Stay off the field. Don't be a meme. You might end up like Notre Dame. I'll see you on Sunday. (laughs) 